message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. We want to look at the virtue of discipline and hard work. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 22, Proverbs and chapter 22, the last verse, that is verse 29, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 29, the scripture says, do you see a man who excels in his work? Have you seen a man who excels in his work? Who does excellently in his work? The Bible says he will stand before kings. He will be elevated. He will never stand amongst people that are not distinguished. That is, you will be counted amongst the distinguished personalities in your community. Do you see? Have you noticed a man that is diligent, that is disciplined, that goes about his business professionally, that does not give in to waste, that focuses and concentrates on his assignment, gives all the time and gives all the attention and gives all the concentration. Do you see a man that pours his life into his work, such a man will be distinguished. It is my prayer. As you hear the word of the Lord, you will work your way all through this year in a manner that you will be counted amongst the people that are distinguished. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, do you see a man who excels in his work he will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. As I was pondering over this scripture in the afternoon, I began asking myself, what is the work of the believer that I should even be found distinguished in? Maybe I should ask you this evening, what is the work of the believer because this scripture says, do you see a man who excels in his work? Now, as a believer, what have you been called to do? Because you cannot even excel in a work you are not sure that is the one you are doing. <laughs> so if you are seated there as a believer, what makes you a believer? What are the demands that are placed on a believer? I pondered over this. When the scripture, to, oh, some of you are sitting down there, oh, the principal assignment of the believer is the Great Commission. I, I, it can, I can feel it in my spirit that some of you, that's what you are saying. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Now, what is the Great Commission? Did I guess right? How many of you thought about the Great Commission? All right. Wonderful. Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? 
See, sometimes we ask people, when you go invite somebody to come, what should he tell that person? Are we advertising the church? Or are we advertising what? I want to let you know what exactly is expected of you so that you will master the art of doing it. Do you see a man that excels so that you will develop the skills? When you develop the skills, then you will be able to excel in that assignment which is commissioned to you. I accept that the great commission is the assignment. But what is the great commission? How do I do the great commission? You know, Matthew 28, verse 18, Matthew 28, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now, beginning of verse 19, look at it, beginning of verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That's what our brother said. So in quoting scripture, yes. And then I asked the question, how do I make disciples of all the nations? And our brother continued, verse 20, which is correct, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. What is the work? What are you expected to do? How do you know you are doing it or you are not doing it? If you are singing in church, are you doing the work of the Lord? If you are sweeping the bathroom, are you doing the work of the Lord? If you stand in here and you usher, are you doing the work of the Lord? The answer is yes. But that is not a primary assignment. It is like a student in school and the examiner sets a question. The first question he says, if you answer this one correct, you get 10 marks. The fifth question, if you answer it correctly, you get one mark. What is the work that will give you a mark? Because it is when you have done that, that all other things that you do will be considered. In school, they give exams, and then when you see the exam paper, this one is a compulsory question. You must answer question one and two others, something like that, right? Answer question one and two others. So in the two others, they may put three questions. If you answer all the three and you don't answer question one, you have failed. True or false? There is something the believer must do. Otherwise, every other thing you do doesn't have a foundation. I'm very surprised at myself that we don't even know it distinctly, clearly, that we can't stand and say boldly, this is it. And that is what the church must be if we must see growth. Okay, so now let me take you through some scriptures. The first scripture Mark chapter 1, the gospel of St. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Mark chapter 1, verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus, who? Call that name after me. Jesus, 
All right? Because he's the one we are following. Jesus came to Galilee. And what was he doing? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's a beautiful statement. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What does that mean? So we go to verse 15. This idea of preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, what does it entail? What is the work inside it? So verse 15 says, this is what he was saying. In preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, this is what Jesus Christ was saying. And what was he saying? The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So what verse 14 says he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. When you break it down, you should let people become conscious of the, of the fact that we don't have much time left for this phase of the world to roll away. We don't. Every day that God permits us to wake up into a new day, we are one day closer to what the Bible calls the judgment day. So we should let people know that, hey, we may have lived all these 50, 60 years, but don't forget that one day we will wake up to the judgment day. So, a part of the gospel of the kingdom of God is to make people aware that things are not going to be like this all through. We will wake up one day and we will be standing before the maker of the ends of the earth. And he will be requiring from us, what did you do? with your time. So that is an aspect of the gospel of the kingdom of God. The time is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Repent is what? Repent means turn away from your sinful acts. Your sinful nature and your sinful acts, and believe in the gospel that Christ came to this world to take away the sins of the world, and so you don't have to be condemned under sin anymore. Brethren, this is what Jesus Christ was doing. And if we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must do likewise. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus himself came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God 
And this is what he was saying. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. When you do go out and you carry this message, then you are fulfilling the great commission. Not come to church. Uh, uh. We should let the people know that the whole world lies under the condemnation of sin. And Christ has come to redeem mankind from sin. We don't have to die with our sins and be condemned. No. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. So when you carry this message, then you are performing the Great Commission. Scripture number two, Mark chapter six. In Mark chapter one, Jesus Christ himself. And then in Mark chapter six, Mark chapter six, look at it from verse seven. Mark chapter six, verse seven. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Yes, continue. Let's go fast. He commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you or hear you when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment, in the day of judgment, than for that city. Now verse 12, verse 12. So they went out and did what? What did they do? So they went out and preached that what? The people should repent. So there is a message Jesus Christ was putting out. And now the 12 that he is sending, they are repeating the same message. And what is the message? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Things won't be as they are, as they were yesterday and today, as they were last year and this year. No. One day you will wake up and you will be facing judgment. So they went out and preached that people should repent. When you go out, that is what is expected of you. Witness Chapel Ghana does not have seats that we have bought in the kingdom of God. We haven't gone to buy 100 seats or 1,000 seats, no. What Witness Chapel Ghana should be doing is to let you know what is expected of you so that you can secure your own seat over there. So if you go and you publicize Witness Chapel Ghana, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. I am very, very sorry. You are wrong. Ah, Bishop, you don't want us to make the church. No, 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 no I don't want I don't want. I want you to do the work of the kingdom of God. Let the people 
know that the time is close and if they don't repent, they will wake up and face judgment. You know where the judgment is? Either you go to the right side of God, which is heaven, or you go to the left side of God, which is straight away. That is what you should be preached. Don't preach with Chapel Ghana. So they went out and preached that the people should repent. That is the primary assignment. Then, you see, if you look verse 13, verse 13 of that Mark chapter 6, it says, and they cast out many demons. That is not the principal reason why they went out. No! The principal reason why they went out is to preach for the people to repent. Any ministry that makes casting out demons, the first assignment has missed it. Has missed it. And they cast out demons. They anointed with oil many that were sick. And they healed them. They all are a part of the message. But the principle, the core, the assignment for which Jesus Christ sent them out was to go and do what? Let the people repent. You don't have any other business than this one. Let me read some more scriptures and we'll stop. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Do you see a man who excels in his business? Today I'm showing you the business. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said to them, what did Peter say? What did Peter say? Repent! And let every one of you be baptized in the name of... The first thing is what? Repent! Deal with the sin issue in your life. That is where the condemnation is. The condemnation is not in the fact that um, you are baptized. No, 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 no. The condemnation is in the fact that there is sin in your life and Christ has come to deal with the sin issue. Judgment is going to be based on that. Judgment is not going to be based on the fact that you are ushering around. No, 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 no. That day, many ushers will go to hell. In fact, that day, many preachers will go to hell. You, you get the point? You must know the assignment. Otherwise, how do you excel in it? So when Peter got the opportunity, the first thing that came to him, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent from your sinful nature. Repent from your sinful deeds. That is the assignment. He says, repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That is the message we have in the church that will interest the people that are outside. The sin issue has been sorted out. Come from under its condemnation. That is the message the world needs to hear. And that is the message you have been commissioned to perform. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Another scripture defining what is expected of you. And that is what brings all of us together. When we meet together like this, because it's a fellowship place, 
Some will usher, some will preach, some will sing, some will, will, you get the point? Yeah, that is for the purpose of the fellowship we are having here. But what is the work of the believer? The work of the believer, as I will show you. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, 29. Acts chapter 17, verse 29. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone or something shaped by art and man's devising. No. Truly, these times of ignorance God has overlooked. But now, verse 30, second part of verse 30 says that, but now God commands all men everywhere to, to now. Truly, what we didn't know, serving our idols and stones and all the money and all of those things, God has overlooked. But now, he commands all men everywhere to repent. Why? Why is repentance the theme, the main theme, the main call? Verse 31, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. The second part of verse 30, but now God commands all men everywhere to, 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 that's all. Apostle Paul was arrested by the Romans and they put him before the Roman king. People wanted to just push him into his death. And so they plotted against him. And Paul was given an opportunity to defend himself. And I'm going to read part of the speech he made before the king. Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26, verse 19. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. The vision that drives me, the vision that moves me, the vision that energizes me, the vision that makes me do what I do, the vision that defines my everyday life. I was not disobedient to it. What is the vision? Verse 20. But I declared first to those in Damascus and then those in Jerusalem and then I went throughout all the region of Judea and then I crossed over to the Gentiles that what? That they should repent and turn to God and do works befitting of repentance. Do you know what you have been called to come and do? To go and hear this message so that you can go and resound it out there. There are churches who, there are churches everywhere. Is that not so? 
But Christ didn't call you to come and go and preach church. He called you to go and warn the people to what? Repent. But I have declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God and do the works befitting repentance. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. For which reasons? That I am preaching the repentance from sin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And Jesus said to them, verse 15, what did he say? What did he say? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And what is the gospel? That man should repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That was what John the Baptist was preaching. And they arrested him. Then Jesus Christ came in. The first scripture we read. After John was arrested, Jesus Christ came and continued. I'm not asking you to go and preach witness chapel Ghana. Far, far, far from it. I'm asking you to warn the people around you, the people that you have influence over, people that when you speak, they will hear you. Let them know that the kingdom of God is at hand. You don't worry about witness chapel Ghana. Don't worry. Just talk the kingdom of God. Amen. Don't worry. Bishop, if we do that, the church will finish. It doesn't matter. It's not your church. It's the Lord Jesus Christ's church. Is it not? So don't worry about the church. Go and do what he wants you to do. That is the secret to church growth. Go and say what he wants you to say. And say it and leave it. Go and warn the people. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. You see? You see the problem you are having? You can't shout repent because you yourself. <laughs> Bishop, me, myself. Me, my, that is why you must deal with the sin issue in your life. You get the point? Otherwise, how will you carry this message out? So I will go over the sin issue again until it is built heavily in you so that you can go and proclaim repentance. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is the message. And then he continued, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from condemnation. In fact, the second one continues it. But he who does not believe will be what? Condemned. Condemned means you will be assigned to hell. And as you are preaching this message of repentance, those that believe, those that believe, these signs will follow. All these prophets and people around that they are doing miracles, that is not a thing. Preach repentance. When the people hear the repentance message and they believe, they are the ones that will be doing the do you know people are trooping to places where when a man speaks and then snake comes, when he, when he waves his hand and then the roof disappears for five minutes and then comes back. That's what people are looking for now. That's not the, God, the great commission. 
Hey, if you go there and he happens to touch you, you are blessed. The signs don't follow the preachers. The signs follow those who believe. So I'm expecting you after hearing this and dealing with the sin issue in your life and you going out, taking this message, they will bring a sick person around you and say, hey, to prove that what I'm telling you, that the kingdom of God is at hand, you, leper, stand up. Then we will have returned to Bible days. It's coming. Say it's coming. Say it's coming. Say it's coming. And these signs will follow those who believe. Not the preachers. The people that believe. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, I wish we could read, but let's start from the therefore. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things that he has repented from have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See the theme for this year? Now, all things are of God. Verse 18. Who has reconciled us to himself? God has brought us back to himself, through the repentance of sin, God has reconciled us to himself. And because he has brought us unto himself, he has handed over something to us. What has he handed over to us? What has he handed over to us? The ministry of reconciliation. Don't forget, first, God reconciled you and I to himself. How did he do that? He did that through Christ who came to say, repent! So, the message of repent and be reconciled is the assignment. It's what brings people back to God. So, when Christ dealt with the sin issue and we believed and we settled it in our spirit that the sin issue has been dealt with then God drew us to him. God can never draw a sinner to himself. You know that. That is why I keep telling you you are not a sinner because a bishop you don't know where I'm coming from. I know where you are coming from. Is it not from this world? And the whole world lies in wickedness. So what, what are you telling me? You think God doesn't know? Why are you sitting here if that's where you are coming from? We have to deal with that. When that is settled in our lives, God now draws us to himself. And then he now tells us, go and tell others. Who? Me? The reason why many of us are not going anywhere because we ourselves need to be drawn to God. Even though we are in church, true or false. So when I say, when you go talk to somebody, hey, Bishop, the person I'm going to talk to, maybe he knows me. <laughs> and when he opens his mouth to say, hey, oh boy, now you they preach. Hey, church don't become cheap, oh. You two, they have admitted you. 
That is the more reason why you are talking to him. That old boy, even me have been accepted. Even me, I have been accepted. Ah, who did Jesus Christ reject? The woman they caught in adultery. Caught, in fact, fresh. Fresh. Say fresh. Not that yesterday. This one, say, Jesus, this one, we are bringing her from the bed. Fresh. Then Jesus Christ looked at her and said, if nobody is condemning you, I am not condemning you. What a sin. You mean at that moment, if the trumpet sounded, you mean that woman will go to heaven or will not go to heaven? She will go or she will not go? Ah, Then get to know the sin issue properly. Because that is what is constraining you. That is what is not making you become active. Then get to understand it. If Jesus Christ could contain a woman that was caught fresh in adultery and he didn't contaminate Jesus Christ, then be careful how you judge because judgment is not even with you. Be careful how you look at other people and say you are condemned. Who? You? Verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled you and I to himself. So now I stand on the same platform with God through Jesus Christ. And because I stand on the same platform with him, he has now commanded me and given me the ministry of reconciliation. He has given me the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? Verse 19. That is that long English ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19. That is that God was in Christ. The message you should take out. God was in Christ bringing back the world to himself. You see where you have a role to play? Bringing back the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. You understand that? He is not counting their sins against them. Ah, if he was counting sins against people, he wouldn't have drawn me close to himself. So let the people out there know, no, God is not counting that against you. Come, he will receive you. Why? Because he received me. You know me. He received me. He received me. That is the ministry of reconciliation. That is the assignment. That is what we are supposed to be doing. We are not supposed to carry Bible and go out there and say, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 18, for what? Repent! Repent, you don't need... Where is repent written? You just repent first. You will see where it is written. You will be shocked that you can bring other people to church. You will be shocked. Tell them. They look at you and say, hey, you too, you are a preacher. And say, Namio, Namio, see what God has done for me. People like me, Seth, God has touched. Brother, just they follow me. You too. You know my own, pass your own. You know I was robbing before I drafted you into robbery. So follow. That's all. You get the point? Yours is not to go and do anything. No, 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 no. And when you are doing that, and he says, but my head is paining me, I can't say, come, 
then you will lay your hands upon the sick and they shall recover. You get the point? It's as simple as it comes. It is not, <laughs> brother, this house we are going to, where are we going to start from? Are we reading Matthew or Luke? <laughs> we are not reading Matthew. We are not reading Luke. I was a sinner and Christ drew me to himself and has committed this assignment unto me. I believe, I know I am saved. I know I am no more under any condemnation, brother. That is my testimony. Amen. Now I'm free. For there is now therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You can come. You can come. Hallelujah. You can. That's all. That's all the gospel that you expected me. You can. You can. Because God has drawn us to himself through the Lord Jesus Christ, he has also given us the ministry of reconciliation. Is that very clear? That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That is the assignment. He has committed to us the same way he has forgiven me and he has made me come from under condemnation. Sister, that is my story. Amen. That is my story. And you say it and leave the Holy Spirit do his work. Hallelujah. Have you got it clearly? Praise the Lord. Now then, verse 20. Now then, let's all read together. Verse 20, let's go. Now then. That's all. So wherever you stand, now then, brother, I have become an ambassador to Christ, and I implore you, be reconciled. Don't talk about business. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about... Uh, don't talk... Talk about repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That is the anointed message. That is the message that will draw the spirit of God to work on. Not if you come to church, we have a very beautiful program. We have invited a man of God from Kinshasa, Nairobi. When he comes, when he spits, eh, he, sometimes he becomes like snake. And when he's in his snaky form like that, you see anointing is flowing. Forget about all that. What is the message now? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading to the world through us. He was pleading with the people of the world through us. Since he got me through Christ. Alright? So now through me, he wants to bring others also. Be reconciled to God. Verse 21. For God made Christ who knew no sin to be sin. This is the message. Christ who knew no sin has become sin for us so that we can be free. This is the message. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. For this purpose. Romans chapter 6 verse 3. Jesus Christ came on the account of sin. Finish. Finish. So you and I now become messengers of this assignment. 
Brethren, God bless you. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.